3: at luckylandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW
0: Group, void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. You found primetime
4: action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
5: Oh, yeah. It is VSIN's primetime action live from the South Boy. Good Thursday evening to you. Another basketball triple header. Love that. Great time of year. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. Of course, there is a uh, smattering of hockey as well.
6: Smattering. I just want to Oh, no. It. It's, a, it's a full on. What do, what do we like? A slew. A slew? It's a full on slew tonight. It's a bevy. All right. What do we got? If you want to do some basketball, got about a half an hour. Grizzlies and the Timberwolves. Grizzlies. Two and a half point favorites. Total 237, 237 and a half. About an hour and a half after that, we got the Mavericks and the Jazz. The Jazz are currently eight to eight and a half point favorites over the Mavericks. 207 and a half to 208 and a half is the total. So, of course, as always, shop around. And then the late game, 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, we have the Warriors and the Nuggets. The Warriors are two to two and a half point favorites over the Nuggets. 223 to 223 and a half is your total there. Over in the NHL, in which we have a full-on bevy of games tonight. we got the Jets and the Hurricanes going right now. If you want to get in on this one, Hurricanes minus 280 favorites plus 225 on the Jets. Also right now, Bruins and Penguins. we got the Penguins as minus 120 favorites, even money on the Bruins. Also right now, the Flyers and the Canadiens. Canadians, minus 145 home favorites, plus 125 on the Flyers as road underdogs. Isaiah was right. Oh, my God. I thought you- he was right. I know. There was even a better number. Isaiah was right. I know where you're going. Florida Panthers, minus 700. Oh, my God. Minus 700 favorites over the Detroit Red Rings, plus plus. 475.
7: There was a plus 490 here in at Circa in town earlier. It's down to plus 475 at Circa right now. And you played it, right, Kelly? Yeah, Matt, you played it too, right? I did, but I Yeah, we only got plus 450. We got, the, we got, we a, got horrible a horrible number. number. We got a horrible number? I even played the fir- the first period at plus 277 cuz whatever. <laughs> 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 I'm like, if you're gonna give me that in the first period, I mean a tie pushes, obviously. So yeah, I'll I'll play
6: a little first period and a little full game on that monstrosity. Honestly, at minus seven hundred, if this is not like a four goal win, that's a that's a loss, right? Oh,
7: you could catch you could catch plus two and a half at Boyd at plus money. It was like plus two and a half at plus one ten.
6: <laughs> like <laughs> you never see hockey games oh, like this. Boy. Uh, Sabres and the Devils are right now as well. Devils are minus 140 home favorites over the Sabres, plus 120 if you want the road underdog. 730 Eastern, Rangers and Islanders. This one is about a coin flip, slightly shaded in the Rangers' direction. 8 o'clock Eastern, we got the Canucks and the Wild. Wild are minus 180 home favorites in this one. If you want the road underdog, you can get plus 155 on the Canucks. Eight Eastern, five Pacific, the Maple Leafs, and the Lightning. Lightning are minus 150 home favorites, plus 125 on the Maple Leafs as road underdogs. Nine Eastern, six Pacific, we have the Stars and the Flames. Flames are minus 230 home favorites, Stars plus 195 on the road as underdogs. 1030 Eastern, Blackhawks and the Kings. Kings are minus 270. Home favorites over the Blackhawks, plus 225 if you want the road underdog. And then at 1030 Eastern, we have the Blues and the Sharks. The Blues are minus 195. Road favorites over the Sharks, plus 160 on the home underdog. And then over in Major League Baseball, just a couple of games left to go tonight. 740 Eastern, the Pirates and the Cubs, Bryce Wilson, Mark Leiter Jr., uh, the the uh, Cubs and Leiter Jr. are minus 160 home favorites over the Pirates and Wilson, plus 140 if you want the road underdog. A total of nine in that one. And then 940 Eastern, got the Rangers and Taylor Hearn against the Mariners and Marco Gonzalez. Marco Gonzalez and the Mariners are minus one thirty five home favorites in that one, plus one fifteen on the Rangers as road underdogs, a total of eight.
5: Marco Gonzalez still pitching after all these
6: still years. still pitching and for a team that uh that I'm I'm kinda kinda high on as well for the Mariners. So uh hopefully he either one does well or two gets replaced in that rotation <laughs> by somebody better That's, than him. There you go. Yes. I'm I two him in on the Red Wings. Full game plus four
5: forty seven. Yes, it's just it's just first period plus two sixty seven. It's called a
6: principal bet, guys. It's a content bet. Yes, it's a content slash principal bet.
5: And I don't care if I got the worst of it. Plus four forty-seven, plus two sixty-seven first period. Bingo, bingo. Let's go. Win the game. Let's go, Iserman. Let's Win go, Fedorov. The game. <laughs> those if guys are I Those did guys do. aren't playing. Man, Detroit.
6: Miguel Cabrera. Reconsider my there bet. All Biggie.
5: right. Here, here's here's the big news coming down in basketball. By the way, do you guys have any pre-flop basketball bets tonight? You do. Right? I did.
6: I took the eight and a half with the with the Mavericks, and nothing more than to just prove it to me that you can beat this team by nine points. Yeah, I'm I mean,
7: uh, I'm waiting on that one. If I see it's eight, it's painted basically eight and a half now. If a nine pops, I'm in with you, Matt.
6: I might even be in with you regardless. Yeah, it just you know, look, you you kind of look at this thing, and this this Utah team has even when they've even when they've gotten leads in this. It, you know, towards the tail end of the season, man, they just cannot hold any sort of lead. And, and you know, I understand that you're going to be trying to, trying to do this shorthanded if you're the Mavericks, but, boy, Nine points for this Utah team. Pro- prove it to me. Prove it to me. You can do it for four quarters. Yeah,
7: I think it's a little bit of an over adjustment. Obviously, you're talking about no Luka Doncic, yeah. but even even how we've seen this team play without Luka, I, I think it's too. I think it's too many points already. The only other bet I have is I did play a player prop on Jordan Clarkson over on his points. Uh, reduced minute, you know, more reduced minutes for him now that we're in a playoff rotation. Mm-hmm. But the number set at twelve and a half on you know the second or third most prolific scorer on that team and the guy one of the few guys that can create his own shot. So I, this is one where I, we saw them increase his minutes a little bit last game. He got over well over this mark last game. You would have to think if this is a, 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 it would be idiotic for the Jazz to return to you, to Salt Lake City after a loss in Dallas and not reevaluate some things with their team, including how much they're playing their second. Arguably second or third best scorer on the team. So Jordan Clarkson uh, over 12 and a half points from you.
6: Juan Soto good at baseball up in the bottom of the ninth bases loaded team down by one. And the O2 pitch. So we have a, we we have a good at baseball batter. No, oh, he popped oh, him he up. Popped him up. Popped him up infield. And he is. That's going to be the game. Wow. D backs. Mark Melanson gets
5: Whew. it done. Mark Melanson somehow gets out of that. Um, with you, by the way, uh, Kelly, on uh, on the Luka Doncic move not to uh, play in in Game Three tonight. With you on that, there was no point in trying him for Game Three, none whatsoever. Uh, but here's the big news of the day. Again, in case you missed these these things, the Brooklyn Nets three time All Star Ben Simmons, first of all, plans to make his season debut in Game Four versus Boston on Monday. Last night, the Celtics took a two to nothing lead in that best of seven first round series against the Nets. Uh, as long as his rehab remains on course, sources tell the Athletic. Uh, Simmons is set to play his first game since June of 2021. I know you and I, Kelly, we disagree on this. I just don't see the point. I really don't. And I know, in, in theory, the Nets are a horrible defensive team that could use, like you said, was it 8, 15, 18 minutes of defense on him on Tatum? I don't think you show up in a in a series, in your first basketball game, and you make any kind of impact. In fact, I think you get toasted.
7: Yeah, I mean, look, that's uh, they have to be... He has to be on a short leash. They're like that, they, if they roll out there and he's obviously he's not going to start. But if he's coming off the bench and it looks like in the first half he's playing any sort of like semi serious amount of minutes, I'm with you, Gil. What are you doing? This doesn't make any sense. But if you're gonna, if it's in spot situations within the game uh, where you need it, you can put him in there just as a perimeter defender. I'm okay
6: with it for now. Can I change? Could I change my mind completely after the next game? It, Absolutely. Here, here's the thing: there's no downside because it can't get any worse. Like that, this team has been no, atrocious. It could get worse. Like if you if you win game three, first of all, if you lose game three, what's the point?
5: Period. But if you if you win game three, I could see it being actually kind of worse. Like I could see you like make it a dumb move somewhere in a, in a high leverage moment of the game. I I just don't see the point
6: in. I, no, I just, I'm saying the defense can't get worse. The de- the defense can't get no, worse. No, like, I,
5: I get that, but it, it, I'm, I'm just saying it's like. I, I just wonder if that's just way overthinking things. And if somehow, in, like the notion that he, Ben Simmons, who used to be a, and, and will be once again a, a, an elite defensive player, the notion that he could just show up and be better than your current defensive alternative.
7: Oh, I, I think it's. I don't know if that's true. I don't even think it's overthinking it. I think it's, I mean, it reeks of desperation. It, I mean, I mean that's, that it does. I mean, that's what it is. I And that's where I'm saying, is it a desperate move? Yes, it is a desperate move. Do I think it could help them? It, might, it could. I do think it could. I do think it could. I think it could be even worse for them.
5: Phoenix Suns start Devin Booker. This is the huge news out of Phoenix. He could miss two to three weeks with a grade one hamstring strain. Remember, it was first supposed to be just games three and four. Now it's two to three weeks. That means the balance of this series and into the next series if, and I do mean if, Phoenix is able to get by the Pelicans that series knotted up at a game apiece.
7: And, Gil, you could tack Chris Middleton on that list as well. Yes. I
5: was going to say, that's,
6: that's, that's as big as this. Yeah, same Huge. thing.
7: MCL sprain will be out minimum
5: two weeks. Huge. That reported by Woj moments ago. That That's that's monster for both these teams. Again, these are the two teams that got the best of the injury luck last postseason, right? Everybody else had injuries. They, by and large, did not. Both got to the NBA Finals, and now that injury luck has turned. Uh I want a bit of other basketball news. Golden State Warriors superstar, Steph Curry. Uh, His minute restriction will be bumped up for Game 3 tonight of their first-round series against the Denver Nuggets. Warriors up 2 to nothing in that series. That according to Coach Steve Kerr. Uh, What exactly the increase looks like is yet to be determined. Through the first two games of the best-of-seven series, Curry's averaged about 23 minutes per contest in a bench roll. Plan is to keep Curry coming off the bench until his minute load has been increased enough where he can play his normal rotation. Oh, and one more thing. Ime Udoka, Celtics head coach, said Robert Williams will travel with the Celtics to Brooklyn. He's progressing well, has had no setbacks. Quote, that benchmark that we aimed for of four to six weeks is looking good. Celtics got to be feeling great. Up two to nothing. After that 23-4 to four spurt in the fourth quarter, not even a spurt, over 9 minutes and 45 seconds of the fourth quarter yesterday, and now maybe Robert Williams, the news continues to look good on him. We'll come back. JVT, our senior NBA analyst, his picks tonight next. VEASAN's primetime action.
3: at LuckyLandSlots.com, available to players in the U.S. excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.
8: You are looking
4: live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
5: Well, well, well. We are bona fide hockey geniuses here on this show. One to nothing, Red Wings. Woo! Let's go, Let's go, baby. Kelly and I, with our first period bets, are uh, 14 and a half minutes away from free rolling the rest of this. Matt, you didn't do first inning, did you?
6: No, no. Oh, okay. it's just, you know. Let's go, wings. I'm not in it for the small money, guys. I'm in it for the big payout. I hear, you know? you, I hear yeah. you. We're in it for both. Yeah.
5: We're in it for both. Uh, let's talk. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that throughout the night. That's for sure. Uh, let's talk some NBA. Again, another triple header uh, going on today. Do we have our esteemed guest ready to go? Do we? Yeah, we do, ladies and gentlemen. He's our senior NBA analyst and the co-host of The Edge, which you may have just heard moments ago here on the network. It's Jonathan Von Tobel. How you doing, JVT?
4: I'm good, guys. What's going on? It's an exciting slate today. Playoffs have been fun, you know. Playoffs have been fun. Well, that... we're
6: hockey betters now. I don't know if you heard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll see you guys later. Then. So we're, we're <laughs> hockey betters now.
5: Yeah, come on. We're here for hockey. <laughs> um, okay, l- let me just start with the injury news because this this postseason is turning out to be just like last postseason, except for different teams now are affected, right? The two teams that remained relatively unscathed last year, the Bucks and the Suns, who got to the promised land, at least both to the NBA Finals, they're the ones feeling the brunt of this right now. Do you believe that the Pelicans, tied one-to-one with the Suns, and no Devin Booker now for the rest of this series, and the uh, and of course, the Chicago Bulls, who tied up their best of seven series with the Bucks won a game apiece. Now, the Bucks without Chris Middleton for the rest of the series. Do you believe the Pelicans and the Bulls can
4: actually win their series out right now? i I would pick the Pelicans before I picked the Bulls. Um, I think when you look at what has transpired over the first two games, You know, I've made a lot of that big lineup that they used and Willie green kind of got rid of it pretty quickly uh, in game two. And um, they started going small and they put one big on the court and it's really bothered Phoenix. Their transition defense in game two was really bad. And what was worrisome about that was like this year, they finished in the top 15, like well into the top 15. They might've been top 10 in terms of transition defensive efficiency. But last year guys, they were dead last and they looked exactly like that team before. And this little lineup with Larry Nance jr. at center has been beating them up pretty bad. So. I like, I see more positives there with Chicago yesterday. Like I was just getting annoyed. Like Mike Budenholzer, we always used to criticize him. Right. But then he won a title and we forgot Mm -hmm. he stuck with that drop coverage. I I think pretty stubbornly yesterday, the bulls were really smart and taking advantage of that. He was dropping Giannis guys when he was playing center. Like you don't need to do that. So I think you make some adjustments defensively and you can start to contain Chicago a little bit more. So I think I'd rather pick new Orleans in that situation.
6: John who do you think has to step up here for the Suns? I mean we're talking about losing, you know, 27-5 and 5 with Booker out right now. I mean where where are they going to be looking because I mean I understand Chris Paul is not washed or anything, but I mean, when, when Booker was out of the game, I'm I'm sure you saw when Booker was out of the game and Chris Paul was trying to score and he was forcing up shots, he looked horrible. And I'm not saying that that was, you know, I understand he was under pressure and things like that. And maybe it'll be different in game two, but I don't think they're going to be looking for Chris Paul to be the main guy to pick up the slack here. So where's it going to come from? Yeah. And that's, I'm really curious about that too, Matt, because
4: you know, he's just another shot creator. And while you have like really good guys, especially in your starting lineup, like Mikel Bridges is really good. Jay Crowder is a really solid uh, guy off the ball. But when you look at like, who can you give the ball to and they can create on their own or do it and like find a shot on the floor. Uh, that's, that's kind of limited to Chris Paul and Devin Booker. And, you know, you can get campaign to do that to a certain extent. So I'd expect, I expect you look in that direction, but I, I, that's what I'm worried about when he's off the court, uh, their offensive rating drops by about nine points per 100 possessions. It's about 110.1. It's pretty average. Uh, for a team offensively. I I am really curious to see how they handle those. And I would think I would put campaign at the top of the list in terms of getting those reps and being an explosive shot creator. Uh, But I mean, it is lacking now that Devin Booker's not out there.
5: By the way, Pelicans plus 210 on the adjusted series price. Tied one game apiece with no Devin Booker on the way for the Suns. Um, okay, let's talk about tonight. What do you do with these games? Let's start with the first one, which uh, tips off in, oh, about 10 minutes. Grizzlies and Timberwolves, they split their first off. Oh,
4: Florida Come Panthers on. just tied it up. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I don't know what we're, we're mad about, but I'm mad with you. Yeah,
7: well. Yeah, Red Wings plus 450,
4: JVT. Yeah, Florida was
5: almost oh, okay. near a $7. Excuse me. yeah, Florida was near a $7 <sighs> favorite in this game. We went the other way, JVT. Um, Grizzlies obviously came back with a vengeance in game two. The T wolves just were just housed in that game after putting on a great performance in game one, we go back now to Minnesota. What do you make of this game tonight where the Grizzlies are two and a half point road favorites? The totals two thirty seven.
4: So I'm going to kind of, I'm going to stick to my guns here a little bit. So. If you remember Gil in Game One, um, when I was on with you guys, taken, I taken I went with Minnesota, took seven there. They win the game outright. You know, I, I kept making the case before the series started, like that it's it's a little bit tighter than you think between these two teams. So followed it up in Game Two, uh, they end up losing the way that they do. But we're still talking about a team that went on the road, earned a split, and now is coming back home. You know, this is still I think a pretty close series. So I'm going to stick to my guns and I actually ended up grabbing two and a half with Minnesota here just to kind of follow up on the philosophy that I have that they're more live and that the market needs to give them a little bit more credit from a power rating perspective. But I will say uh, that I am worried that these Jaron Jackson at center lineups have been pretty really, like really good over the two games for Minnesota. And that's really what um, separated these two in game two. So what's the adjustment? What are you changing? Because Memphis, they're like, yeah, sure. Let's just not play Steven Adams for the rest of the game. It's a really big change. For Minnesota, there's not really that much depth for you as much as Memphis, and there's not many changes you can make in terms of actual lineup philosophy. So I'm really curious to see, but I'm going to stick to my guns and say that I, I made Minnesota about a one-and-a-half point favorite here, and I'll kind of just ride this out.
6: I know you don't have an official play in this one, but your thoughts here on the nine-eastern tip between the Mavericks and the Jazz. Jazz, about eight-and-a-half everywhere now. There's one eight at DraftKings right now, but about eight-and-a-half everywhere in favor of utah this thing fell down to six and a half on the rumor that maybe luca was going to be able to go um then i, I don't think any of us thought that he was actually going to to give it right. a go in this game and so then it, it climbs back up to eight eight and a half here w- what do you think about this line i went ahead and took the eight and a half and just a hey jazz prove it to me that you can beat a team by nine points type situation <laughs> but th- yep. that's about it what, what are you looking at here No, I agree with that. Or how about the grab the eight and a half because you
4: bumped it up to eight and a half because a player we knew wasn't playing isn't playing, right? Like that's (laughs) that's the to me that's the the other thing is we saw the market react once the news came down, but every report you read from the last game to this was "Ah, doubtful, not looking good. So I I I was a little curious to that. So I would agree with that, Matt. And I think too when you look at this from what happened in game two. It's the same old Utah Jazz. They, they can't stop dribble penetration, kick out to open three-point shooters. Uh, you know, in that last game, game two, the Mavs guys took 30 catch-and-shoot three-point attempts. They hit 16 of them. Like they, This is exactly what they did to the Utah Jazz in game two, what they've had problems with so long. So I would agree with that. Uh, the fact that the market moved on, uh, on information we already knew, uh, I think it would be definitely uh, the Mavericks in this situation tonight.
5: All right, you do have a play in the nightcap. You also have a prop bet. Warriors favored on the road. A uh, tick of a favorite, point and a half uh, favorite. Let's call it three now, actually. Excuse yeah, I was going to say. Three now on the dubs uh, at the Nuggets tonight. Warriors trying to go up three games to nothing.
4: Yeah, it was it was kind of a number grab, right, Lang? A number that you figured was going to go up, and I didn't expect to get to three, so that's a pretty uh, strong move where we're at right now. Um, but, it, like, I, I think sometimes, guys when you look at these matchups and the way that these play out, sometimes it is just what we're looking at, right? Through the first two games, we saw a team that couldn't start Steph Curry through the first two games. So they get off to a back and forth, start with Denver. But the second, when they have their best players on the floor, they can get out there and they can absolutely run circles around the Denver nuggets. We saw it in both games. The second they went to those small lineups, or the second that Curry just got into these games, you saw what the difference was between these two. This is a Denver team that is in the bottom 20s in defensive efficiency since the beginning of March. It's just not a team that I think is in a really good spot to play Golden State here. So I just laid one and a half this morning on the number grab and the fact that I made a little higher, and I think it's just exactly what we've seen through the first two games, just kind of a mismatch.
6: John, we're not going to be able to talk to you before the early tip tomorrow. Uh, the, The Heat and the Hawks, heat a very slight just kind of one one and a half point favorite there over the Hawks as they head to Atlanta 221 and a half is your total first blush what are you looking at here
4: man I don't, like I, I honestly don't really know because I I didn't have a very good read man on this series coming mm-hmm. into it. And I was in on game one with Atlanta because I thought, okay, well, that's, yeah, that's quite a few points for a team that was very competitive right near the end of the regular season against them. Uh, I think maybe there's an overreaction. John Collins coming back. Let me try that out. And they're offensively, they're atrocious. And then you watch what they did in crunch time in game two, allowing Jimmy Butler to do what he did, not able to cover a number like that. I just feel like maybe you should be getting a, a little bit more bang for your buck here with, from a number perspective. And especially when you're talking about those first quarter, first half numbers, it's it's pretty crazy. You're laying prices and numbers in, in those two uh, situations. I just, I feel like the Hawks are being a little overvalued, given their back home down to nothing. How, how long do you think the Celtics Nets series goes at this point, John with the Celtics Ooh. up two
5: to nothing. And what do you think I about it? St- and where, where do you stand on Ben Simmons reemergence
4: in game four? I mean, it's an acts of desperation a little bit, doesn't it? I mean, like they're, they're kind of a small team. They, they need a defensive presence. Let, let's rush this guy back out in a high leverage situation where he showed last time he wasn't comfortable with. Uh, I, I think that's what it looks like. but. I'm going to stick to seven uh, in like, you know, the whole the cliche it doesn't start until a road team loses or a road team wins. So let's see what Brooklyn has when they come back home. They still have two of the immensely talented players, Gil, but I'll say this really quickly. Uh, 42 minutes again, the other day for Kevin Durant, Oh, a 10 in the second half. I think those large minute loads are kind of wearing on them. And you're starting to see that because this is a physical Boston team. That's done a really good job against them through two games.
5: Yeah. I mean, Katie has played 39 minutes a game since, right. since coming back from the, from the uh, MCL sprain. Like, at some
4: point, we probably should have it kick into
5: our brains. That's yeah,
4: yeah. Probably will be some wear and tear on there. And, and his, his teammate really quickly is, is fasting day to day too. That's I mean that's amazing what Kyrie Irving's been able to do, but that's got to be taxing as well.
5: That's right, and that lasts until May the first. So oh. yeah, fascinating uh, series. On paper, the greatest first round series in NBA history, but we'll see if it ends up that way. KD last night four for seventeen, oh for ten in the second half from the floor. Boston's defense was just amazing. JVT, enjoy the night. We appreciate Good it. Good to talk to you guys. Thank you. You too. Also the host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast. We should also mention that with JVT. We'll come back. Where's Debo going to play next if he's going to play anywhere? We'll find out to bet on it anyway. v primetime action.
4: You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network.
5: Ice Gold Beers, cold, hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only in terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. 3.54 left. First period. Up there, in, or is say, down there? Florida. Detroit. Red Wings, Florida Panthers, one to one. Kelly and I have first period bets on the Red Wings at uh, various prices, north of two and a half dollars. I think it should be two to one. <laughs> we had a
7: I, I think
5: we, uh, oh, by the way, had a breakaway,
6: so, not a breakaway, but a nice play anyway. That, so maybe it crept on the news that our goalie was ill this morning and missed skate around. Oh, you don't want to miss skate around. And was considered a game time decision. But then he, he's. He gave it a go? He, he's giving it a go.
5: He has made some fine
6: saves, by the way. I mean, Alex Nedel, so N E D E L J. So N E N- D E L J K O V I C. Nedelkovic. N- Nedelkovic. Yeah. That's what I'm getting from downstairs. Nadel- you know. Uh He's going and, and, and saving. For us. And so that's good stuff. Well, I only bet on games when
7: Nadelkovich is it. in net and uh he's done a good job so far. Right, 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 Gil. We've he seen has, a couple good, Yeah, he he's done saves. a good job.
5: He's done a fine job. One to one, three fifty four left first period. Um either way, I think Kelly, at this point, our first period bet was obviously a good bet it at that was, price.
6: Win or lose at this point. Yeah. Because if they're not down three already, then it's a it's a it's a good bet. Yeah. Plus two seventy seven for one period. Dang it. You guys done good. There's a bunch of day baseball today real quick. Uh, Guardians 6-3 to over the White Sox. And the White Sox, this injuries thing for this team is just. Uh, Luis Robert leaves the game with a groin injury. So, he will be reevaluated. But this White Sox team, man, cannot avoid major players getting injured. And so, again, at the early early part of the season, uh, Robert, hopefully nothing that keeps him out for a long time. Tigers blank the Yankees 3 to nothing. You know who did it? Michael Pineda Michael Pineda, Michael Pineda blanks team. the Yankees three to nothing in that one. The Mets take down the Giants six to two. Carlos Carrasco gets the win there for the Mets. Blue Jays three to two over the Red Sox. Uh Kevin Gosman gets the win there for the Blue Jays. The Twins one nothing over the Royals. Byron Buxton back in the lineup. He is for the uh, Twinkies. Easing him back in, uh, it's uh, the DH spot today. But good to see him back in there. That that knee injury didn't keep him out long term. A's six to four over the Orioles. How many people were there? Oh, that we'll we'll have to see. Oh, it's a day game too, yeah. so it had oh, to have been had to have balloon nothing <laughs> or ballooned to five thousand yeah. maybe. And then uh, the game that we just saw end uh, just a second ago. Diamondbacks do get it done four to three over the Nationals. They they. Get Juan Soto with the bases loaded, bottom of the ninth. That's not going to
5: happen very often. Did you see in the uh, the Tigers Yankees game? Here's a here's a near shot on. Oh, couldn't get a shot off. Uh, Yankees Tigers game. Miggy Cabrera on two thousand nine hundred ninety nine hits. Tigers with runners at second and third, base empty, and Aaron Boone gives him the free pass. Garbage. <laughs> that is just oh, garbage. Backfired on him. Bloop double. Complete garbage though. Yeah, bloop double ensued, but uh, Miggy still at two thousand nine hundred ninety nine career hits. This a penalty. Power play. Power play. Give us a power
7: play. I don't. I think it's a penalty, but I don't know.
5: Kelly got no idea what he's talking about. I have no idea what I'm talking about. By the way, regularly scheduled commercial break. When Miguel Cabrera gets his three thousandth hit, he will become the seventh player all time. To have 3,000 hits and 500 home runs. The exclusive 3,000 hit 500 home run club.
6: That's what it was. And he's only two other players that also have the 300 batting average. That's what it was. That's what it
5: was. Well, the 3,500, I'm going to try to do this off off memory, is is Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, Eddie Murray, Albert Pujols, A-Rod.
6: I'm forgetting one. And somebody else. And I know it was. It would be him, Willie Mays, and one other. Probably Hank Aaron. Didn't Hank Aaron hit 300 for his career? I think he did. But yeah, yeah. it was. There was only three yeah. that had the, the 3,000 hits, the 500 homers, and hit 300. I mean, for any a way you slice it, it's it's
5: unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. So uh, waiting. So for that Youngins,
6: to trust us when we say he's one of the greatest yeah, of all
5: time. He's one of the greatest of all time. Trust and us. And again, the the only Triple Crown winner in the last 55 years since <laughs> 1967. A couple notes in football. Cardinals GM Steve Keim on the chances of Kyler Murray getting traded: "quote Zero chance." Unquote. <laughs> yes. And then Jimmy Garoppolo says he's yet to resume throwing, but expects to be ready by training camp, according to Rob Matty over there, the Associated Press. So Jimmy G yet to even
6: throw a forward pass this offseason. The, uh, the Titans chimed in as well. The uh, they went with the do not foresee trading AJ Brown.
5: Yes. Whereas Debo Samuel, as you know, has requested a trade from the Niners. They are not obligated to. Uh, To oblige Debo Samuel, but he is disgruntled. Used to be gruntled, now he's disgruntled. Now he's disgruntled, and uh, you can bet on this. You can bet on this. uh, Where Debo Samuel will play next? Where officially listed as next NFL team, Debo Samuel will play a snap for. Now the subtitle here is that the bets are all canceled if he remains with the Niners. You may see other markets where they include the Niners and the Niners are a big favorite in those markets. Mm-hmm. But in this one the bets are canceled if he remains with the Niners, the Niners are not included. The Jets are the short shot, 3 to 1. Packers, Saints, Eagles all at 4 to 1. Colts at 5 to 1. Chiefs at six to one and the Patriots, who I just want to mention because I've seen articles where people are like, Oh, maybe you could
6: end up with the Patriots, eight to one. Everybody else is double digits. So I got to thinking about this market whenever Kelly put this in the rundown. And and I, I understand because people look at the the need to put the Packers and the Chiefs on there, but the whole reason that the Packers and the Chiefs have a need was because they didn't want to have to pay the giant contract That's correct. to the wide receiver. That's right. And so Great the reason, this guy wants a big contract. I mean, his yes. contract's up at the end of this year, and he wants a big contract. So would it make would make no, no sense, sense yeah. for them to get rid of what you would, I think all of us would consider, as good as Debo is, I, he's not Devontae Adams and he's not Tyree Kill. So you would be paying the money to a guy that is that is inferior to the guys that you just got rid of because you didn't want to pay the giant contracts to. So while they're on there, and I get why they're on there, I think you can kind of eliminate them because it wouldn't make any – wouldn't make any sense.
5: You're right. It's a great but point.
6: The, the Chiefs even came out and said today they had no interest in trading for him. So these odds might have adjusted even from that. I caught that a couple hours ago. Yeah, I mean, it just because, it, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. If they were going to pay a gigantic contract, they'd have paid it to to, to Tyreek. You know, they're not, they're not going to pay it to to Debo. So now you eliminate those two, and then now you start looking. Okay. Oh no. Oh no! man. After we were talking so highly of you, Nettlecheck. One uh, minute and seven seconds. Uh, come Rough. on.
5: Because not only was that not a Red Wings power play, Kelly, that was a Panthers power play. And so we were just trying to. Uh, oh,
6: he let that, that guy score from like half
5: court too. He might've been shielded.
7: Yeah, he did the whole the,
1: two to
5: one Panthers. Uh, 107 left first period. Oh, well, well. what are you going to do? Is this, is this Debo market? One that you would really not make a bet on. If you had a, if it was here in Nevada, would you actually make a bet on this? I don't believe I would.
6: I would not because I, I truly believe that that they're just going to tell him, hey man, you got to settle down and like we'll figure things out here. But yeah, like they're under no obligation to trade him. They're they're under no obligation to trade him. And unlike the Devonte and the Tyreek situations, apparently they have made him offers that mm-hmm. he apparently just doesn't. Like, I guess, or whatever.
5: Well, he probably saw what Tyree got. He saw what middling yeah. wide receivers got. And he's probably like, I'm Debo Samuel. Right. I'm more than a wide receiver. So,
6: it wasn't like the Packers and Chiefs situation where they just cut bait before they even started negotiating. Because they're like, we cannot afford these guys. Like, it's not going to happen. Uh, they've actually made this guy offers and stuff. And so, like, I-, I think at the end of it, when it's all said and done, cooler heads probably – Prevail here. Three to one there oh, Panthers. You got to get Metal Check out. He was sick. Here's the thing he was sick and he, he missed skate around this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and like they, they, he's pl- trying to play through it. Oh man! Who do you think he is? He's not Michael Jordan.
7: Uh, I don't know why when I when I saw them just coming down the ice kill, I was like, they're gonna put another one in here. It's
6: the like thing, so the obvious
5: thing about this. This was a two on one break where they literally got to the footstep of the do- of the uh, goal. <laughs> this guy in just like sight. kicked it in, or what? <laughs> it like, do I
6: see four Red Wings <laughs> to the one? Uh, yes. Oh, they, somebody just kicked it in. Oh, yeah. oh come on. Oh. That's Look at this. Well,
7: what, what, what is that? It it doesn't count unless it's on purpose, right? And I guess that wasn't on purpose because someone's uh, put their stick in there.
5: Let me tell you, Never those were those were nineteen of the most glorious minutes of our lives.
6: <laughs> it, was, it was fun. It <laughs> I had was a good fun time while it lasted. Show, yeah. I guess.
7: Yeah. All right, let's do it all again tomorrow. It.
6: <laughs> it was fun, <laughs> fun while it lasted. <laughs>
5: Was great. Uh, (laughs) That, by the way, that was one of those those two to one breaks where you're like, "There's no chance this is
7: not." (laughs) That's
6: what I thought. (laughs) I'm watching over, like, no chance they don't score here. Officially, Uh, probably to my last hockey bet of the year. Oh man, please don't scream on these two teams' names either. Don't don't think I'm going to put in half the league.
5: Oh, well, yeah. So no no bet on Debo. In the end, I don't think. But, right. it's, but it's a great point what you make. At least eliminate the Chiefs and the Packers from your
7: thing. The other the other thing, shop around. Because I've seen this market up other places. And, like, offshore. I saw an offshore shop where the Texans were the short shot. And they're not even on a on, uh, listed mm. at points bet. So, I don't know. Shop around. Anyway. Yeah. Creative. It's fun. The NFL Draft is one
5: week away. Mark Schofield from USA Today's NFL Wire joins us with his bets.
7: Check out Point Game with John Wall
0: and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network
5: v is all in for the draft next week right here in Las Vegas. We have a a special draft preview show this Sunday at 6 p.m. Tim Murray and Sean King will break down all the first-round prospects and props. Expert guests will include legendary broadcaster Brent Musburger, former NFL GM Michael Lombardi, and former NFL lineman and TV host Mike Golick along with his son. The draft preview specials this Sunday, 6 p.m. exclusively on VEASAN. And don't forget, while you're at it, download our NFL draft betting guide featuring best
6: bets, mock drafts, and everything you need to score big this draft season. Download it today for just $10. $12.59 Canadian. Should have got in yesterday. It's going to cost you an extra Canadian dime.
5: Go to to VEASAN.com slash draft for more information. Speaking of the draft... One week away, let's bring in our buddy from uh, USA Today's NFL Wire. It's Mark Schofield to help us along with his thoughts and bets. How you doing, Mark?
8: I'm doing well, gentlemen. Great to be with you this afternoon. As you said, just a week away, so we're getting close. It's uh, very exciting. And obviously, we got a lot of NFL news to talk about as well with Debo Samuel, so I'm excited to get into it all with you.
5: Well, let's start with Debo. Let's get that out of the way before we get to the draft. What do you make of this? The, the Niners are under no obligation to trade him. Do you think their hand is forced in the end or not?
8: I don't think their hand is forced right now. I mean, they're in a very advantageous situation where, you know, they can approach this rather patiently. And they came out today and said, look, we have no intention of trading Debo Samuel. And that's obviously NFL speak for make us an offer that you can't refuse. And when you have a number of teams in the top 10 or a number of teams in the first round that have those two picks, They will get some enticing offers, I believe. There's a reason why I think right now the Jets are the odds-on favorite to acquire Debo Samovia trade. They have five picks in the top 70 of the draft. They always have the picks at 4 and 10. They have two picks at the start of the second round between their own and the pick they acquired from the Carolina Panthers in that Sam Darnold trade. So the Jets can put together a very nice package, and certainly the Jets have been linked with a lot of wide receivers in this draft, whether it's Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jameson Williams sitting there in that 10th spot in the first round they would certainly love to acquire Debo Samuel. When you look at how Debo was used in San Francisco, there could be a lot of similarity between how it was used by Kyle Shannon and how the New York jets could use him. I know his usage is part of the reason he wants out of San Francisco. and wants to be a wide receiver, not a guy that's going to run the ball between the tackles. But if the jets show up with a pair of early round picks, I'm pretty sure the San Francisco 49ers will listen.
6: Mark, we see this is this is smoke screen season for sure. And so we see Aiden Hutchinson get as high as minus four fifty to be the number one overall pick, now down to about minus two hundred, even shorter in some places. And Trayvon Walker, of course, is now really picking up some steam here. How much of this do you think is honestly Trayvon Walker could actually go number one? Or how much is this is, hey, look, you know, we're a week out, everyone's gotta float some stuff, you know, we gotta float some things, we gotta get people talking.
8: Right. I mean, we all certainly need people to tune in and to read and do all the things that we need to do on our end. But I do think there is something to the idea of Trayvon Walker to the Jacksonville Jaguars with that first pick. Trent Falky, their general manager, has made bets on athleticism and traits in the past. And that's part of the reason you are seeing Trayvon Walker rise up boards right now to the point where there is certainly in discussion for that first overall selection. You look at the way he tested, you looked at the athleticism that he showed on film. There is some projection that goes with that idea of taking a guy that played a lot on the inside in some sub packages in Georgia, now kicking him out to be a you know full-time you know pass rusher off of the edge of the NFL when you have an Aiden Hutchinson, somebody that's shown that on a down-to-down basis during his time at Michigan. And so I think ultimately Hutchinson is the pick, but I'm not surprised that markets are starting to reflect the idea that Walker could come off the board first. And then if he does, if Walker is indeed that first pick, it opens up a lot of opportunities for the Detroit Lions now, at two, where they could have their selection of Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau. And so that could really sort of unravel a lot of the mock drafts we've spent so much time on over the past couple of weeks. I think there's something to Walker. Ultimately, I think it's Hutchinson, but I can understand why markets are reflecting this sort of trend we're seeing.
5: Well, let me let me have an uh, let me ask an open ended question because those of us who bet this stuff passionately for years and have done very well, a lot of us have the feeling right here a week out like this one we might not have our arms wrapped around quite in the same way because of so many uncertainties. Eight teams with two picks, quarterback class not as good. You know, we just talked about the uncertainty at the top of the draft. What do you think, uh, Mark? Is the thing that you know for sure? And I'll leave it open-ended. What What about this first round do you feel most confident in asserting?
8: The, the thing I feel most confident in asserting is that we see three quarterbacks in the first round. I do think we get three quarterbacks in the first round, ultimately. Now, I, I know the number I've seen, three and a half. I've seen two and a half. I've seen that move a little bit as well. I feel very comfortable saying we're going to see three. Now, will we get four? That's a much trickier question. Another thing I feel very confident about is Ahmad Sars-Gardner is going to be the first cornerback taken. So if you're looking in, in in that realm, I feel very comfortable he's going to be the first player at that position that comes off the board. But as for the rest of this draft, you guys are right. This is a very uncertain NFL draft season. It's not like in years past. Last year, we knew Trevor Lawrence was going first. Two years ago, we knew it was going to be Joe Burrow. The year before that, we were pretty sure, yes, it was going to be Kyler Murray. There is a lot of uncertainty when it comes to the Jacksonville Jaguars to kick off this draft. We expect it's going to be edge, but they could go in a different direction. They could go offensive line. They could go Evan Neal or Quan or even Charles Cross. There's a a lot of uncertainty that is spilling into the analysis of this draft. And certainly those that are trying to play this draft, there's a lot of uncertainty in the air. I feel comfortable about the quarterbacks. I feel comfortable about Gardner. I'm fairly comfortable that if the Jets do not trade for Devo Samuel and they address wide receiver at 10, I think it would be Drake London. I think he fits with what they're trying to build on the offensive side of the ball. But outside of that, there's a lot of uncertainty around this NFL draft.
6: What is your gut feeling of what the Panthers are going to do at six? I mean, this kind of is really going to to try and shape how some of these, you know, picks go for the rest of the draft here? Because if they take a quarterback, then yeah, I mean, I think three is almost a lock for the first round. If they decide to pass, then I think we might be sweating it as far as three going. Probably need one of those uh, one of those late picks to, to go as far as taking a Ritter or whoever it might be. W- what is your gut feeling on what the Panthers are going to do there?
8: You know, sitting there right now, I think they try to slide back if they can and let address both quarterback and potentially tackle at some point. I think because of the gap that they have, they have a pick at six, and they don't pick again until 137. And they have two glaring needs, quarterback and offensive tackle. They can't fix both without one pick at six. And so I think they're going to try to find somebody that's willing to come up. Now, a team would certainly want to come up for a Malik Willis. You know, you look at teams like the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have been linked certainly with Malik Willis. I'm sure they would love to come up. There's reporting out tonight that they're willing to come up to 10. Well, it's not that far from 10 to, say, six. You all look at those teams at the end of the, that top 10, right? You've got Atlanta. You've got Seattle. Both teams that would love to address quarterback And so I think a quarterback will come off the board in that six or even five range if a team wants to get ahead of Carolina and ensure themselves of getting the quarterback they want. So I think we're still going to see a quarterback in that spot. I think Carolina, they're probably going to try to slide back and acquire some more draft capital. But I still think we're going to see that first quarterback come off in that Carolina range, whether it is indeed to the Panthers or to, to a team that comes up. That piece remains to be seen.
2: There's
5: more than one draft prop out there uh, about specific draft position where, where offensive linemen are going to get drafted. I'm talking about at Quanu and Neal specifically at three and a half. And really what that indicates is that the, uh, the fulcrum on this is the number three pick of the Houston Texans. The Texans need everything, everything. Yeah. Do you think they use that pick? Do you think they actually pick a player or do they trade down? And if they do use it, what position do they draft?
8: Well, I do think they use that pick and like you said, they need everything. So I think absent quarterback, you know, given the season that they got from Davis Mose last year, I don't think they feel a need to force a pick at certainly third overall at the quarterback position, but I think almost everything else is on the table and a name that I know is sliding right now because of what we've seen from an athletic profile an athletics testing standpoint. And because of the position of value is Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame. I know that his name is sliding right now, but you look at, all the two high coverages we are seeing in the NFL. You look at Lovey Smith, who, after all, is one of the godfathers of that two-high system. You look at Kyle Hamilton's versatility. I think Hamilton makes a lot of sense to the, ten- to the Houston Texans. Now, whether that's a three or a 13 perhaps remains to be seen. And if they have their choice of offensive linemen, they could certainly draft an Evan Neal, a Charles Cross, and a Aquanu. And so I think that that three-and-a-half makes a lot of sense because, you know, obviously Detroit addressed offensive line in the first round of last year's draft. There's a firm belief that although Doug Peterson might be making a play for offensive line in Jacksonville, they ultimately go edge. Houston's the first team that you're staring at. Yeah, they'll draft an offensive lineman if their favorite guy is available for them at three. And then you get the New York Giants at five and seven. I think if they make both of those picks, they have to address offensive line. And then the Carolina Panthers at six, if they decide to make a trade for Garoppolo or or Baker Mayfield, they're going to address offensive line with that pick at six as well. And so that three and a half over under makes a little sense. That fulcrum type pick for Houston. But I do think that offensive line is in play for the Texans
6: got about 45 seconds uh, wide receiver is another one of the hot uh, betting markets out there I'm on the over five and a half I think there are five that are a lock to go in the first round and then I just kind of need one wild card to kind of slip in there it's a passing league there are teams with multiple picks that maybe they could kind of use one of them as a luxury pick where do you sit on the wide receivers how many do you have going in the first round
8: I think we see six. I, I think we see six so because of what you just said there. This is a passing league, and certainly we all know the five at the top, right? You've got Drake London. You've got the two Ohio State kids and Olave lobby, and uh, Garrett Wilson. You've got Jameson Williams. You've got Treylon Burks. But between the next three guys, Skymore, Jahan and George Pickens, I think you're going to see another one get into that first round. And the guy that I think does is George Pickens.
5: George Pickens, who at one time... One might have thought would have been a, f- a number one wide receiver picked exactly. in an NFL draft. We appreciate it as always, man. If we don't talk to you before, then enjoy the draft.
8: Thanks so much, gentlemen. Have a great evening. Thanks you again. too.
5: Mark Schofield from USA Today's NFL
0: Wire. Follow me
5: on Twitter at Mark Schofield. We'll come back. We'll update all the scores next. Beeson's primetime
0: action.